Hi, and welcome to my second podcast. Today I will be speaking from Hebrews 12 and 14. Follow peace with all men, holiness without. No man shall see God. Today we learn that peace means resisting conflict, which is to not entangle yourself in conflict situations, following the right way, take solutions of wisdom and applying it to your lifestyle. And we know that you will be blessed. Why you say that I will be blessed is because in Matthew 5 and 9, it said, blessed are the peacemakers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But they shall be called the children of God. Hallelujah. Don't you want to be called the children of God tonight? Man, that's a wonderful thing. Don't you think so? Well, I do. I would love to be called the child of God. Hallelujah. That's a blessing all in itself. From Father God. As these are his words that he has spoken. He said. That surely you're going to be blessed. That's a promise. If you follow peace with all men, not some men, not just the crowd over there on the side that say, oh, yeah, they look pretty uh, calmly. I think I'll uh, follow them and peace with them. But then the ones over here, your enemies, oh, no. No can do. I can't follow peace with them. mm, No way. They are crazy. Okay. But God wants us as saints and children of his to follow peace. And we're talking about the peace that God is talking about. The peace that this world cannot give. But only the peace that comes from heaven. And that's Jesus Christ. His peace. God says that we should stop. In other words, when you follow peace, you're going to stop the confusion. You're going to stop the fussing. You're going to stop the arguing. James 3 and 8 says, peace should come from the saints and it should be amongst them. So yes, peace should come from us and it should be among us because we're supposed to be the peace that the world cannot give. And say, what peace is not? So what what peace is not? Tell me, question mark. Peace is not hostile. It doesn't sow discord. Wait, wait, sister, tell me, what is hostile? Hostile means harassment, volatile with your mouth, slandering. That's what peace is not. It doesn't sow discord. It doesn't sow strife. It doesn't bring trouble or tumult. 
or turmoil. It doesn't have a fighting warfare kind of sense of character person ready to fight, ready to put your deuce up and knock them silly. That's not a peacemaker. That is not a peacemaker. That is a troublemaker, of course. A person that's bringing shame to the game, as they say. But we don't want to be troublemakers. We want to be peace. It says it doesn't battle or combat. Not ready to, like I say, knock the block off and come combative against you. Ready to just knock the very words out your mouth and make you feel terrible and bad. That is not a peacemaker. That is a troublemaker. So we learned that hostility is a non-agreement. It doesn't see eye to eye. We cannot see the same way. Cannot understand the same way. That is not a peacemaker. That's a troublemaker. And then it says strife. What is the term defined as strife? You say, Sister Jane, being angry or bitter and agitation is strife. God said, be angry and sin not and let not the sun go down on your wrath. That means y'all don't let the sun go down and you still got that bitterness and you angry in your heart and you just can't talk to that brother or sister and tell them, sister, please forgive me. I'm sorry. I had a misunderstanding. I did not understand what you was trying to say. And I got totally bitter at what you were saying. Please forgive me. I love you. God bless. I have no intentions of, of doing anything wrong against you. It's just that I didn't understand where you were coming from. But now, since we cleared it up, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And I love you with the love of God. And go on and show your actions that represent that you have forgiven that person. Because only your actions can represent who you are. If you truly have forgiven a person, they're going to know it. Because the way you act is going to show who you really are. Hallelujah. Hate is another character that is defined as not being a peacemaker. Hate means, what does it mean, Sister Jane? Well, it means strong dislike. You dislike a person very, very strongly. Your dislike is passionate. That's how much you you feel for them like that. In other words, I don't want to see your face if it come down to it. If you come just by me, you make my stomach turn, my Lord. 
God doesn't want us to walk in hate, but in love. As we said, love one another as I have loved you. And by this, men will know what? That ye are the children of God. Hallelujah. Okay, so we learned what hate is. Now we're going on to another word that represents and defines the character of not being a peacemaker. And that is distress, which means you're in sorrow or pain and chaos. So you're a person that brings sorrow and pain and chaos. We don't want to be chaotic. Chaotic means destruction, tearing apart something and ripping it to shreds. It's not even noticeable anymore because it's been ripped to shreds so badly. You're a person of disturbance. You disturb people. I mean, you interrupt their peace. You interrupt them. They're having peace and, and tranquility in their hearts, and here you come. You take the peace right out. And they no longer feel peaceful or stressed. And God does not want his people to be stress makers. Interrupting people when they're at calm with themselves and they're making it in life. And here we come with our nasty, sassy mouth. How in the world are we supposed to be the peacemakers if we the troublemakers? God don't like that. That's whack. As I was saying earlier, harassment means that they are aggressive, intimidated. They pressure people. And they scare people. We are not supposed to be aggressive, hard, or study picking at someone until they just give in and just almost scream their head off. We're not supposed to be uh, intimidators, make people scared of us. How will they ever see the peace of God if they are intimidated? They're scared. We're not supposed to scare folks. We're supposed to bring them to Christ, not scare them. And we're not supposed to pressure anybody. But we're supposed to show them the peace of God. And that we should pass it also. We're supposed to show them the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So these things are the opposite of peace. This is what peace is not. Peace is, a, peace is not intimidated. It is not pressured and it's not scaring someone. If you are encountering any of these, you are not at peace. Battle means to fight or struggle against something. When you're battling, you're struggling. That means you're wrestling or you're trying to take down something. That's what a battle means to fight. You're fighting it trying to take it down and trying to mess it up. God does not want us to be like that towards men. He wants us to get along with others, learning how to deal with them. Don't vindicate. That means, that's the way you talk about vindicate. What is that? That means not to blame. People make peace with them. Don't blame them. Don't vindicate them and say, oh, it's because of you. 
that I'm sick right now. You make me sick. I can't stand your guts. You're the last person on earth that I want to be with or I want to get next to. God's saying don't, don't vindicate them. And another subject I want to touch on is God has blessings for all the peacemakers. And he has promises. I'm going to touch on some scriptures that God provide promises and blessings for those who keep the peace. Because we also learn in the New Testament where it talks about there are people who are truth breakers. That means they break their promises to you or um, they don't like peace. So yes, God does not want us to be truth breakers or troublemakers, but he wants to be peacemakers so that people can say, yes, they are truly the children of God because why? They are so at peace with everybody. Everybody they come across, they're not trying to make war with them, they're not trying to take them down, not trying to be aggressive and nasty towards them. They are definitely peacemakers. Proverbs 16 and 7, we will go to. It says, when a man's ways please the Lord, God is telling you, your blessing is here. When a man's ways please the Lord, he can ask God what he will, and it shall be given him. Even he'll make his enemies be at peace with him. When a man's way please the Lord, God know how to make your enemies obey and come down and say sorry. I didn't mean it. I I was wrong. I was off the rock. Please forgive me. What can I do to make things better? Oh yeah, God would make things happen like that. But it's something that we got to do. And that is make God be delighted with us. Make him to be smiling upon us because we held our peace and we did what was right in his eyes. And that's what God can smile on you when you know that you have did what he wanted in his eyes. Okay, we'll be also going to 2 Corinthians 13, 11. That live in peace. We got to even live in peace. That's, our, that's the way that we, we live. That's the way who we are. That's a part of who we are. We are the peacemakers. I mean, when you go amongst your family, your friends, or whoever you encounter with, you bring in the peace because the peace of God, it lies within you. It's inside of you. You bring it in the atmosphere. And some people be like, oh, it's just so peaceful in here. Sure, when you walk through the room, everything, the atmosphere just totally changed because you brought peace with you. You didn't bring sassy agitation, uh, corrupt thinking, craziness, uh, ready to brutalize somebody. You came in a room with a nice, quiet, meek spirit which God said is a great price in his sight. Hallelujah. Okay. And we also want to touch on the Old Testament scripture of chapter, and we'll be talking about Numbers 6 and 26. It also tells us about how we should live. And then Psalms 29 and 11. How God will bless his people. And then it says Isaiah 26 and 3 about keeping us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him.
Why? Because they trust in him. You got to trust in God in order to walk in that peace. Or you believe God that God is going to allow you to walk in that peace. And you got to keep your mind on him. And when you keep your mind, that means be steadfast. Don't be wavery. Don't be double-minded. Keep your mind on the things of God that's concerning God and the things that please him. And if you do that, God will certainly, which is a promise, which is a blessing, he will certainly keep you. He will keep you from the hour of temptation. When it comes so hard on you and you just want to slap the mess out of somebody, God got your back. But you know what? He's waiting on us. And when we put our foot forward to do what is right and pleasing, that makes him smile. He can't help but give us the promises and blessings that he promised that he would give us if we keep our minds on him. It's just like you go around and you say, girl, I just had my mind on my boyfriend all day. Ooh, we, yeah. Mm-hmm. Girl, I just can't stop thinking about him 24-7. How he just makes me feel so right. And that's the same way that we have to see God even more so. He makes us feel all right. Yes, he feeds us, gives us some good food, a shelter, just over our heads to sleep, a bed for us to lay down in and go to sleep. We got water to drink, clothes on our back, jobs. Oh, yes. So we need to be just as excited. Girl, I just can't stop thinking about my Jesus. He's been on my mind all day long. All the wonderful things he's just been truly doing for me. Ooh, I can't stop thinking about this man called Jesus. He is wonderful. He's my counselor. He comes think about me when I'm lonely. He talks to me. Oh, girl, he's the best. You just don't know what you miss him. He's the best. There's nobody like him. And he's real 24-7. So, yeah, you know, God wants us to think the same way towards him. Even more so. Because he's our provider. Yes, God has peace. As long as you do not go back into your sins. Psalms 88 and 8. Let us know that. We, as long as we do not go back in our sins, the peace is there for us. God will give us what we need, but we don't go back to the old lifestyles, the way we used to live, the way we used to talk, the way we used to walk before we came to Christ. That's a no-no. God wants us to forsake our sins, and he wants us to embrace him. He wants us to come close to him. That's the key. Come close to me. And if you come close to me, I will give you that peace that you need, that this world can never understand. While you ain't crying, when people are dying, while you ain't sad, when your best friend got mad, you know what I'm saying? God will give you that peace. That surpasses all understanding. And Psalms 119 and 165 says, if you keep the peace, offense shall not hinder you. God wants us to keep the peace. He's promising us something. If you keep this peace that I'm telling you how to do, then when people come against you trying to bring offenses towards you, offense means to agitate, make you upset, frustrate you, it shall not prevail. It shall not accomplish that which it was sent out. But it's something in our part that we have to keep. That's what a peacemaker does. He keeps the peace. 
He keeps the peace. P-E-A-C-E. Peace. And in 1 Peter 3 and 10 through 11 says, If ye want to live, see good days, do not do evil things, or speak God. Seek peace and keep it. So you've got to seek peace. That's the only way. And keep it. If you don't want to do evil things. If you want to see a good day. You want to see a good day. Who don't want to see a good day? When you wake up in the morning and get out of bed. You're looking for a good day. Not a crazy day. So you got to make peace with that man. You got to make peace with that woman. You got to make peace with that boy or that girl. Why? Because that's what God said us to do. If we want to see a good day. We can't come with how they come at you. Oh, girl, I knock you down. You a what? Nah, that's the wrong way. Your response or my response would be different. Because we're walking in love. And we're walking as peacemakers. So our response would be, I'm sorry if I offended you. I don't know what I've done, but I pray God helps me. Or change it up and put yourself in their shoes. And how would you see them responding to you? Or how you want to be responded to is the way you have to act. Well, likewise, that's the way you have to act. I don't want you screaming down my throat. So why would I literally go scream down your throat? Because you have feelings just like I do. And somebody's going to get terribly hurt if they hear the wrong thing that they don't want to hear. And it's going to be offense, a great offense. So God's saying, if you want to get past the offense, you've got to keep the peace. You've got to be that peacemaker. You've got to bring the peace in the room when you come in. I'm bringing the peace, hallelujah. I'm not bringing no shame. I'm not bringing no fame. I'm not bringing no sin. I'm not bringing no putting you down. I'm not bringing no, I'll slap your face. No, I'm not bringing that because why? I am a child of God. And that's who I represent being a child of God, not a child of the devil. Also, I want to go to Ephesians 4, chapter, and start at the third verse. It says, stay in peace and make unity in the spirit, hallelujah, of God. Stay. That means don't move. Don't move left and don't move right. And definitely don't go backwards. Stay there. Stay there. Don't move. You've been doing good now. It's no time to move now. Stay there. In the unity in the Spirit of God. You are in the union now with the Spirit of God. You have to stay there to keep the peace. You have to stay in that communion with God to keep the peace. Because if you stay in the communion with God, you're going to watch what you do. You're going to watch how you do it, and you're going to watch who you're doing it to. Because you want to stay in the unity and peace with God. You want God to say one day, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful 
over a little. Now I shall make you ruler over many. But if you do not be faithful and stay in the peace which God told you to stay there, in the unity with him, then how could you keep the peace? If you kept stepping your foot back into the world and then saying, I'm with Jesus. Oh yeah, I'm with Jesus. I know I'm with Jesus. No, you're not with Jesus. Because if you're with Jesus, you would follow peace with all men. And God said, holiness without. Holiness, that means if you ain't being holy or following that which is pleasing to God, then how could you keep the peace? In Proverbs 3, 16 through 18, it says, the path of wisdom is peace. The path of wisdom is peace. So we got to follow peace because it's wise. God said, peace is wise. So you're saying, how is peace wise? Because wisdom is not foolish. It don't make mistakes like that. Wisdom thinks. God said, be slow. Slow to wrath. Slow to speak. So you have to take the time to think before you jump into something. Or you jump into the Kool-Aid. And it might not be Kool-Aid. So you got to think before you do. In other words, before you decide to say that I'm going to go give them just what they asked for, a piece of my mind. You got to think first. What is the reaction of this person if I step out? The boundaries of peace. What is going to happen? I'm going to get argued back at because I stepped out of the lines of peace. And God wanted me to stay there. He didn't want me to stop being in communion with him. He wanted me to stay there. So as long as I'm standing in communion with God, I'm going to have that peace. Amen. And also we want to look at Luke 117. It also says God wants us to stay in the light so we can go to peace. Who is the light? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So Jesus is that light. And God wants us to stay in him, abide in him, so that we can go to that peace when we need it. That peace is always sitting there. As long as we abide in him, that means we listen to God and what he has to say to us. We do not ignore what God is saying to us. So God's saying, Jane, I want you today to not say that to that person because it's going to stir up confusion. And then confusion might lead to something else. So I, don't, I, I want you to be nice, calmly, speak with dignity and respect. And put yourself in their position as if it were you. And then you will know how it feels to be talked to or talked down to. And you won't go on that path because now you experience and you know how it feels to go down that path. So we have to be spiritual minded people about life and peace. Because God said... And he will bless the meek if they delight in peace. Psalms 37, 11. The meek shall be blessed, but your delight has to be in peace. Peace is your main corner. I do not want to step out of the bounds of peace because I'm a child of God. 
I'm not an ordinary person just walking around, finding something to get into, trying to get into people's business and uh, trying to end up busting them inside their head or something. That's not me. Why? Because I am a peacemaker. Thank God for his beautiful word. I just want to say a prayer. You guys know if you're out there tonight and you're looking for God's peace, God's peace is available to you. All you have to do is just ask God to give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. He said that there is joy, peace, happiness in the Holy Ghost. Lord, I repent. I, Lord, forgive me of not being a peacemaker, of being rowdy with people and sassing people with my mouth and hurting folks and not understanding that we're supposed to love and not hurt or hate, which is not of you, but of the devil. The Lord help me to be a peacemaker and not a troublemaker. In Jesus' name, God bless, and I hope to see you in the next podcast, and have a good night. Bye. Thank you.